Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me today. So what if I told you that there was not one single thing that causes Alzheimer's disease? You might be a little puzzled, but that's actually an accurate statement because there are really many things that increase your risk and they all build on each other. So stay tuned. Today, I'm going to talk about current research on the risk factors, as well as a common bacteria that you can actually do something about at home. You know, it feels so good to feel good. And this is information you're going to want. A primary goal of vitality is to do your best with, you know, what you have and to not worry about what you can't change. So my intention here on Vitality Made Simple is never to incite worry or fear. Worry and fear cause stress. And when your body is stressed, you're not healing, you're not absorbing, it's not good. So my aspiration is actually to give you hope and help you avoid the pitfalls in life that will dampen or even steal your vitality. And anything that steals your vitality is going to necessarily harm your relationships. You know, these earthly bodies are merely our relationship vehicles. They're not, they're not built to last forever, uh, but they're at the place we have to live. And we have to navigate life uh, via these earthly bodies. So we want to respect their maintenance requirements. Like any vehicle, they have fuel requirements and they have lots of maintenance requirements. Um, And we want to take the best care possible so that they will take us where we want to go. Now, Alzheimer's disease can be very scary. If you've ever known anybody who was suffering from any kind of memory loss, um, then it's very concerning. I mean, Alzheimer's disease is a chronic neurodegenerative disease. In other words, it destroys the brain and it accounts for more than 50% 50% of all dementia cases uh, worldwide. So there's lots of things that cause memory loss, but at least 50% is due specifically to Alzheimer's disease. Now, it's, it's irreversible, it's progressive, and it's chronic. It, it basically causes the brain cells to degenerate and shrink. They, they waste away. Now, Alzheimer's disease is the most common single cause of dementia, but um, dementia is really a, a broad term that describes all kinds of memory loss and just loss of, you know, cognitive abilities um, that are serious enough, a serious enough loss to interfere with a person's independence with their daily life. Now, unfortunately, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, I'm coming to you as a woman. Um, women seem to be more susceptible to Alzheimer's disease than men, but it's accelerating for both men and women. And, you know, that that accounts for a loss of independence, and none of us want that. Now, there's a wide agreement on the risk factors of Alzheimer's disease. But however, 
there's not a clear cause and people are looking for it, but there, but there isn't. There are many known risk factors. And of course, as I said earlier, some we have control over and some we don't. Now, we only want to be concerned with what we have some control over. We're not going to waste precious time in life worrying about, stressing about those things that we don't have any control over. Vitality really never includes stressing uh, over what you can't change, whatever area it's in, whether it's other people, whether it's your genetics, you know, whatever it is. So back in the uh, mid-80s, there were 20 identified risk factors for Alzheimer's disease. But in, in a recent research article I found from the United Kingdom, now they've identified 60 pretty clear uh, risk factors. Now, much of the increase has been in the area of environmental toxins. But additionally, they have identified some very, very, very significant bacterial influences. And this is where you have a lot of control. Um, there, you know, there's not one thing, there's not one single thing that causes Alzheimer's disease. It's really a perfect storm. So so it is true that from a technical standpoint, we can say nothing causes Alzheimer's disease. Uh, there are many things that act collectively to cause this problem. And of course, you know, one thing is age. We can't change age. Uh, another area is genetics. Uh, we can't change that. Uh, another thing that impacts Alzheimer's risk is traumatic brain injury. Of course, once that's, that happens, you know, we, we can't look back and uh, spend life regretting it. You know, we want to intentionally pursue vitality and not worry about the past. Um, so, but it's important to learn what the risk factors are so that you know what you can change. And then you uh, can make a decision about incorporating smart lifestyle strategies that will actually decrease your risk of memory loss. So here are some things you have uh, influence over. It's in some things you have a lot of influence over and some things you just have a little influence over. Um, as I mentioned earlier, environmental toxins are a big factor. That includes, you know, heavy metals, air quality, uh, all kinds of pollution. Some of that you have a little control over. Some of it you have a lot of control over. Um, diet is a big uh, established risk factor. Blood, your blood sugar. I love to talk about insulin control on Vitality Made Simple because that's something um, that a lot of people struggle with, including uh, me. And uh, another Another area that's been well established as a risk factor is midlife obesity. So you have a lot of control over that. You know, all of all of the risk factors um, are really a problem of what's called allostatic load. Allostatic load is the concept of accumulation of different stressors over time. So there's lots and lots of evidence that um, the memory loss of Alzheimer's disease is due to just, you know, an overload of these risk factors. And that a big part of that is chronic inflammation. You know, so many of those things I mentioned, they cause a chronic inflammation. If you have a blood sugar problem, then that's a, really a chronic inflammation prob problem. So the research, the, the clear research uh, globally is that chronic inflammation is a central mechanism in Alzheimer's disease. And as I talk about a lot, these chronic inflammatory diseases are increasing, 
you know, worldwide and everything makes everything worse. So if you want to nurture your vitality, which I know you do, and you want to protect your memory, you have to get informed about controlling inflammatory factors. That's really a key. And in controlling different sources of inflammation, you know, you, you're helping yourself and you don't know what perils you miss. I, I love to say you don't see the snake that doesn't bite you. When you do these, um, when you find out what works in your life and you incorporate different strategies to decrease inflammation, you, you don't know what pain you get to avoid. I mean, it's, it's really exciting to think about. And so I, my goal is to educate you on uh, today on a source of infl- inflammation that really may be impacting um, your, your life. And we know that it impacts almost half of the world's adult, adult population. And it's inflammation that starts in the mouth and moves throughout the body. Now, I, if you've listened to uh, Vitality Made Simple, you know that uh, I'm a dentist. I don't talk solely about dental problems because um, the mouth is connected to the body and everything affects everything. And But I, I do have a TED Talk on this area. So if you would love to listen to my TED Talk, I would, I would love that. You can find the link on my website or you can go to YouTube and go to TEDx. It's called the Forgotten Orifice. Um, the key is the body the mouth is connected to the body. The body is one whole and everything affects everything. Now, there's a lot of bad bacteria in the mouth and there's a lot of good bacteria in the mouth. Uh, but there's specifically one bad boy um, or bad girl bacteria, who in the heck knows, that's um, that's been extensively studied in the realm of memory. Now, that bug is called Porphyromonas gingivalis, and I'm going to call it PG or P. gingivalis for short today in this podcast. Now, PG definitely plays a role in Alzheimer's disease progression. Um, What we know is that uh, this bacteria increases systemic inflammation, and that leads to cerebrospinal fluid inflammation, and that indirectly causes hastening of um, Alzheimer's disease onset and progression. So let me say that again. Uh, PG speeds up the onset of Alzheimer's disease and it makes it progress faster. Oh my goodness, that is bad news. Uh, But it's good news to know about it so that you can do something about it. Uh, There's a lot that we can do about PG and it really isn't complicated. Of course, knowledge and awareness are always the first step. Uh, You know, I always say that feeling great doesn't need to be complicated, expensive, and no fun. The information on uh, Porphyromonas gingivalis is not complicated. And if you attack it early, it's not expensive and it's you know, no fun is a questionable thing, um, but it it really is easier. It's pretty easily solved in the early stages. The thing is, if you let it go, it gets complicated, it gets expensive, and it gets no fun. So I want to help you learn how to be proactive and not ignore this very common problem. You know, so let's let's talk about like brain health for a minute. Um, in a normal non-Alzheimer's disease diagnosed brain, there are amyloid beta proteins and they're all around the neurons, the nerve cells. But however, in uh, Alzheimer's disease, these proteins actually clump together and they form clusters in the brain. And that's where you hear the term amyloid 
plaques. And there's there's other features too, but I think amyloid plaques sort of summarizes it. Now, it's still unknown whether these plaques are the cause of Alzheimer's disease or if there's, they're actually the brain's response to the risk factors. For sure, though, Alzheimer's disease patients show signs of generalized inflammation and um, in degeneration of these these nerve these brain uh, nerve cells that uh, are consistent with bacterial infections, they can tell that there is a bacterial infection going on in Alzheimer's disease uh, patients. Now, recently, several studies have discovered that there's actually uh, gum disease pathogens. They're called periodontal pathogens in the brain, and that's when it started becoming suggested that maybe they're actually involved in the inflammation of Alzheimer's disease. Now, PG, Porphyromonas gingivalis, is a a gram-negative bacteria that causes, and I can say causes very confidently, uh, gum disease. Now, it lives under your gums in the dark. You know, as we know, most dastardly deeds are done in the in the dark where uh, they think they're not seen and, and PG is absolutely no different. Now, this bacteria is found in about 80% or more, actually it's about 86% of subgingival uh, plaque samples that are taken from patients who have gum disease. Um, it's a, now, P. gingivalis is actually associated with lots of other things besides Alzheimer's disease. Um, we know that it negatively impacts atherosclerosis. You know, it's very inflammatory. So we have these 30,000 miles of blood vessels throughout the body, at least, and it's it's causing inflammation there. It's also involved in rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, they can get the fluid out of a, a swollen arthritic joint and often find PG uh, DNA in that joint. It's associated with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Oh my goodness, that wasn't even around 30 years ago, really, and now it's far too common. And they find that uh, Porphyromonas gingivalis is associated with squamous cell carcinoma, a bad, bad cancer. So the inflammatory nature of PG causes this heightened uh, inflammatory response, and that's where the problem is coming from. But that's not the only problem. Uh, PG also has virulence factors. Now, and, and not every bacteria has this, but um, as I said, you know, PG is a bad one. Uh, these virulence factors are chemicals that PG actually secretes to help itself survive. One virulence factor that's been greatly studied is called gingipanes. Now, gingipanes are enzymes secreted by uh, PG, and they help PG survive. They help make it more virulent. They help it invade the host tissue, and they help it you know, move in and make a home. They help it colonize inside the host tissue. These gingipanes degrade your immune response and they cause tissue damage because they also degrade collagen, which, you know, slows down wound healing, probably increases wrinkling. I mean, who knows? It's not good to degrade collagen and it's not good to damage our immune response. PG's expression of these gingipanes also allows it to be more persistent in gum disease and everywhere else. And it complicates uh, 
their immune response. It It's harder to eliminate once it burrows in. Now, scientists find these gingipanes in the brains of Alzheimer's disease patients. I'm going to put some of these studies on my uh, website. There's just going to be a a link, like you can look under free resources, and I'll make a list of these studies because there's they're fascinating, and I've kind of gotten to know some of these researchers. Um, Doctor uh, Singrau from um, England is she's amazing. She's she's doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, Ingar Olson's doing amazing stuff. There's just so many people looking at this because it matters so much. In one study, the level of ginger pains identified were actually correlated with the extent of memory loss, of, of Alzheimer's disease pathology. So I'll, I'll link that article and several others. Um, so, But aside from the inflammation that PG causes, um, they also think that it may uh, sort of cause a gateway, uh, like open, since it, since it inflames the blood vessels, it allows other pathogenic organisms to get directly into the bloodstream. So not only is it bad, it makes everybody else bad. Um, now this, there was actually a study published in 2013. I remember when this came out because I was just like so excited that found that um, PG was was identified in four out of 10 Alzheimer's disease diagnosed brain samples, and that's cadaver brains. And then they found um, that in the non-Alzheimer's diagnosed brains, PG was not present. Now, that's very, very, very significant. You know, why in that? In a large cohort study with a follow-up of more than 10 years, they looked at people who um, had periodontal disease, and they found that they had a higher risk of developing memory loss. So in other words, they had gum disease before they had any signs of memory loss. Now, that's really significant. This is a more prospective study. You're, you're looking at it from a more wide-eyed vantage point, wondering what's going to happen, rather than a study that's you know sort of trying to convince themselves of what they already believe. Prospective studies are so good. And that study was actually done on humans um, or human brain specimens, you know, no rats. So not that rat studies are bad, but they don't always directly correlate. I love to read human human research studies. It's so much better. Now, remember, there are many things that contribute to Alzheimer's disease. Not, there's not just one thing that causes it. You know, age is a factor, genetics, smoking, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, um, even education is, is a factor that's been studied. But these things create sort of a perfect storm. Porphyromonas gingivalis is a transmissible bacteria. That means that it's sort of contagious. I mean, if you're a susceptible host, if you're, you know, maybe your immune system's a little weak and you kiss somebody, drink after somebody, whatever, you can um, have PG transmitted to you. So I hope this knowledge will, will spur action. It's it's indirect. It's not a direct cause of Alzheimer's disease, but it but it is a proven direct cause of systemic inflammation. And we know that systemic inflammation impacts Alzheimer's disease. Disease. Now, this is in, information that is power for you. I've seen this in my clinical practice over and over and over. And real life 
confirms the studies that I read. Uh, one of the studies uh, a while back was called the Nun Study. It was a continuing longitudinal study that examined the onset of L- time, Alzheimer's disease. And that study found that uh, PG prob- just almost doubled the risk. I mean, that's a big deal. So, you know, poor oral health causes all kinds of immune system activation. And, um, and that's where it all starts. Now, the theories, the theories are also that some of the changes affect the permeability of the blood brain barrier. So these studies sort of say that that um, the virulence factors of PG cause like sort of holes in the blood brain barrier, and then more things could get in. You know, everything works together. It's not one thing. They each make us more susceptible to other things. The importance of um, is that you there's a lot you can do. Alzheimer's disease is a progressive brain disease. And it affects relationships. It strains relationships. None of us want to have it. And we don't want our loved ones to suffer from it either. It's not like you say, oh, it's, you know, 50% of people over age 85. I mean, that's a very uh, true number. But all the people that love those people are affected. And um, it's super, it's super important. So what can you do about it? Um First of all, believe me, the mouth is attached to the body, and um, that's a key foundational statement. Uh, and, and also, it's it's important to accept the difficult truth that healthy gums do not bleed. If your gums are bleeding, then you're at risk for all kinds of systemic problems, uh, not just tooth problems. You're also at risk for tooth problems and even tooth loss, but but any kind of systemic uh, inflammatory issue is going to sneak in. Uh, Another thing to know is that you can take responsibility at home. The the most important part of this is that what you do at home, uh, regardless of where you live, what you do on a daily basis, basis matters the most. You have to disrupt the biofilm around your teeth. And um, I made a short video on this. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of dorky, but you'll find that uh, under free resources on my website also, uh, You, This biofilm harbors uh, lots of bacteria. They all are they all uh, protect each other, and you have to disrupt it every single day. You can use a toothpick. You can use a little plastic gum brush. You can, um, you know, get a stick and smooth it off, you know, a little tree little twig and clean it. Think of it as removing, like, bathtub scum or barnacles from a boat. Um, you have to disrupt it every day so that it doesn't calcify. Now, I saw this firsthand in Nicaragua Um I've been on quite a few mission uh, medical mission trips to Nicaragua, and it was amazing how um, industrious and uh, the people were about their own health. When I would see a mouth that was super clean, typically they would they have just you know been uh, very creative and gone out and got a little stick, smoothed it off, and used it between their teeth. It it doesn't have to be anything fancy. But uh, probably you have access to toothpicks and little brush picks. Now, uh, the another thing is find a dental office that's up with the current research. This is not new news. I mean, this is 
this is 30-year-old research in lots of areas. If they tell you, oh, you have a little bleeding, don't worry about it, then run away. Um, Run away fast. There are great dental offices out there who will be so thrilled if you say, tell me where the bleeding is. Give me a mirror. I want to know. I want to do better at home. Uh, You're really the boss of you, and you have to learn how. And then once, you know, of course, once the uh, calcification, you know, the it's around your teeth. You have to get that cleaned off, but then you have to keep it cleaned off. Um, a final thing, uh, and I'll close this up, is that, you know, potentially find an office that will test your saliva. I use a laboratory called Access Genetics um, and a test specifically called My Periopath. They have an excellent website, and you can look on there and find a dentist in your area. There are other uh other tests too, but that happens to be my favorite one because it tests 11 key pathogens. And one of those is uh, Porphyromonas gingivalis. And it doesn't just test the presence of it, it tests the level. So check out my free video. You can laugh at it. It's okay. Um, But I'm a total believer in the benefits of simple things that you can do at home. Also watch my TED talk. It's called the Forgotten Orifice. Um, and um, see if that helps you. Now, this is definitely news you can use. You are the boss of your vitality. Healthy gums do not bleed. But unfortunately, bleeding gums are normal, just like the rest of all those normals that rob vitality. And if, you know, as part of this Vitality Made Simple community, we are resisting normal. You know, normal is the usual or regular, regular pattern that's not good in our world, in our society. Um, It's what is familiar. You know, consider what normal is in our world. And I think you can all agree it's dehydrated. It's irritated. It's constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. Normal will steal your vitality, and it will cost you time, it will cost you money, and it might be that snake that jumps out of there and bites you that you didn't know is there. Remember, feeling great does not need to be confusing, expensive, and no fun, especially when you address things early and proactively, and you acknowledge, hmm, my mouth is attached to my body. Um, Now, Thank you for joining me for episode 50 of Vitality Made Simple. Together, let's take the stress out of being healthy because it feels so good to feel good. Uh, Please keep sharing and subscribing. Hopefully this will help your friends and loved ones. Uh, We're now in 473 cities. We we gained 16 cities this week. Wow. Um, And we're in 48 countries, and that's plus two. Thanks to you. It's all thanks to you. Uh, Blessings until next time.